Welcome back to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Uh, today's episode, we broke into our glossary of marketing definitions to explain the differences between two um, or three, actually, typically easily confused terminologies and what they mean in reality for your organization. So we talked about inbound marketing versus content marketing versus SEO uh, and all the nuances between them and also how they work together. Let's dive right into the episode. Sam, you know, we, we get asked all the time, people submit questions. Uh, and one topic that comes up is kind of um, understanding marketing terminology, obviously, as, as marketers, especially in the digital age, we throw around a lot of acronyms and words and, you know, buzzwords and phrases and all these sorts of things. So we wanted to kind of demystify a little bit and, and dive into the details of a couple of, you know, terminologies that, that we use often on the show and that uh, you know, all marketers uh, today are using, uh, and I think sometimes misusing. So specifically around inbound marketing, content marketing, and SEO. I think a lot of these words are used... Uh, interchangeably almost. Yeah, inter- yeah, I think a lot of these words are used uh, interchangeably, and I think there's definitely a big difference between them. There's subtle nuances, but it, but changing that perspective uh, makes a big difference. So let's dive right in and let's let's talk about each one. So we'll start with SEO. If you could kind of give our, our audience your definition of what is SEO. Yeah, SEO obviously is an acronym, right? SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Uh, I think it's became pretty popular in the last 10 or so years. Uh, it's in From my perspective, it's a methodical approach to optimizing your website to naturally rank in a Google search result or any search engine's results for a specific term or a, a, a group of words. So it is. it has some math, you know, some science and art involved. It has some technical nature to it, and it has some, um, some content and things related to that that you would have to employ. So that's basically how I would define it. At the end of the day, it could be optimizing to get found for a term. Nowadays, it can also be a visual content like an image or a video. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's really focused on optimizing your website or your images or videos to appear in a search engine for someone who is actively looking for uh, whatever that keyword that you are trying to rank or appear in results for. Right. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we talk about search engine optimization. Uh, in reality, it's it's Google primarily, right? At least today, <laughs> right? Um, that's That's what we uh, as marketers are optimizing for. That's the search engine that we're really trying to capture the attention of our audience um, in 2022 is, is Google. And I think one of the problems is that it is vague in terms of the definition of what is SEO, because even the smallest of tasks or activities is technically considered SEO, right? And so some people take a very minimal approach when it comes to SEO, and they say, well, we're doing SEO because we have, you know, title tags on our website, or we have the Yoast, you know, SEO plugin on our WordPress site that's giving us recommendations, or we do make sure that we include the main keyword for the article in the blog post when we post it. And it is true that that is a form of optimization. You are making an effort to optimize for search engines, to optimize for Google, but it can be much more comprehensive than that as well. As Google gets more advanced in terms of their algorithm. If you read Google's guidelines and you listen and watch and read and understand the content that Google is putting out, Google is more and more 
trying to focus on providing the best possible user experience, right, for their user. So the more advanced SEO that's in-house or that's an agency is going to take a more comprehensive approach and look at the website and web properties in its entirety rather than just, you know, optimizing some of the content. So I think that's where it starts to blend into these other topics of content marketing and inbound marketing. We'll jump into that. But yeah, I agree with you. At its, at its base level, if we talk about SEO, it's, it's really optimizing your existing content uh, to maximize its visibility and maximize its reach, right? You could throw into that category of also providing research around new topics that we could increase visibility. But that's really at its base level what SEO is. So we'll get into the differences between each, but let's start with just defining. So hopefully that that gives you an idea of what SEO is. Now let's look at you know content marketing. So what is content marketing and, and how does it differ from what we just described around SEO? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't do SEO without content. But in my definition, the way that I would describe content marketing, it's the publication and promotion of content. It could be written content, it could be visual content, it could be, you know, uh, any sort of those format. But at the end of the day, it's creation and promotion, right, of content with your persona in mind, right, with your ideal customers in mind and creating and promoting such content. That to me is content Mm -hmm. marketing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100% with that, you know, content marketing and, and what content marketing isn't and what I think it kind of started off as the definition was you take a piece of content and you you gate it so that someone is willing to exchange email for that piece of content, right? So you create an ebook or you create a webinar, that is your content. And we're going to run an ad on Facebook and or LinkedIn. And someone is going to click on that ad and go to our landing page and then exchange their email for that piece of content. And I think that was a you know conversion tactic, if you will, um, that is kind of becoming less popular. But that was a conversion tactic of content marketing in the past uh, or of inbound marketing uh, in general. But I think a lot of people think of content marketing as, oh, we're creating ebooks or we're writing blogs. And I think what we're focusing on and what we're talking about today is the content marketing is, is really just a creative you know, process of getting that content out there. And as you mentioned, kind of distributing that content. So it's a piece of, of the overall puzzle of what, you know, of what your marketing strategy should, should look like. So uh, let's dive into inbound marketing, right? So again, I think uh, those two are, are definitely used interchangeably um, inbound marketing, content marketing, just as, you know, SEO and content marketing are. Yeah, to me, inbound marketing is more of a philosophy and an approach more than uh, just a, oh, this is how marketing is done. So I think from from my perspective, how I would define inbound marketing is you're doing everything from a marketing standpoint to drive inbound demand for your product or service offering, as opposed to a traditional outbound strategy where you're focused on interruption-based um, you know, efforts to get in front of the prospects or customers. So is figuring out a way to, um, you know, changing our entire philosophy as an organization to say, hey, we're going to create quality, um, in, you know, information or content to reach our ideal customers and get them to come to us and get to hear about us and our way of helping them. So that's, for me, is more of a philosophy. And then everything else uh, below that is more of a tactic of how you would execute that methodology or framework. Yeah, so give us an example of how, you mentioned it's an organizational change or organizational philosophy. So what other departments outside of marketing 
would be impacted or would need to embrace inbound marketing? And how would that change from maybe the status quo? I think it has to start definitely from the leadership, right? The leadership has to buy into this whole, this philosophy, uh, because if they're still saying, hey, you know, the way that we've done it is, you know, we go to trade shows or we call cold call, we have, you know, our sales rep just calls and interrupts and, you know, gets people to have an inter- introductory meeting, right? So if that's how they've believed that they do business and the leadership is still holding on to that sort of a <laughs> philosophy, then it's a big shift for the organization. And it definitely affects the the sales team as well, because the sales team also has to buy into this approach and and actually understand um, how people, uh, the, how the entire buyer's journey has evolved and then how the salespeople have to uh, adapt the buyer's journey and meet them in that buying journey and support them in that buying process and become a resource and a helpful um, person in that process. So it's an entire organizational shift. That's why I think it's more of a philosophy more than it's a, you know, it's like, that's just a marketing jargon that we throw out. Sure. Um, yeah. And so if you look at inbound marketing, right, um, or just inbound in general, like you said, it's really the philosophy of putting your customer first, right? We talk about uh, customer centric rather than or buyer centric, right? Whatever mm-hmm. way you want to look at it. Uh, and it's everything, right? And marketing and sales is probably the two that are impacted the most or the closest upfront that we would see that immediate impact. But like you said, it's the whole organization. If you look at it and you say, hey, we want to generate or we want to create a best in class inbound buying experience right for as an organization we want every interaction that you have with us from the very first time you hear about us to you know you've been working with us for for 10 years we want that to be best in class service and we're going to put our you know we're going to put ourselves in your shoes in every decision that we make as an organization right what is going to be the best easiest most effective and efficient way to make this happen what's going to be best for our clients and marketing right is on the forefront of that because you're, because you're shifting from inbound to outbound, right? So it's no longer, like you said, in, interruption-based work. We're cold calling. We're you know boots on the ground going out and knocking on doors as a sales organization. We're looking at, hey, how do we spread the word? How do we educate? How do we you know get in front of our audience and, and entice them to want to do business with them, right? Well, that's about creating this content uh, across the internet that, you know, explains the value of working with the organization, you know, gives value to the prospect, allows them to do their research and their due diligence throughout the process and come to this you know, conclusion basically on their own that they'd like to do business with you. And then as you generate that lead, that's where, again, salespeople need to make that shift from outbound selling where you hold all the information and, you know, you kind of, you know, force them to adapt to your pipeline, if you will. Um, to, you know, a consultative sales process where we're asking questions, answering questions, getting to know them and, you know, just guiding them and facilitating that sales process, right? Uh, If they're going to make a purchase, then you're really just facilitating it um, and, you know, giving them options uh, versus, you know, selling them anything, right? They've already made the decision that they're going to buy something. It's just a matter of, are they going to buy it from you? And so changing that, like you said, is a a shift in mentality and, and methodology. And philosophy to, for the whole organization, right? Same thing when we're actually servicing the clients, right? The way that we're interacting, the way that we're communicating, um, is is all need to be you know best in class in terms of that experience. So uh, I think hopefully that gives you an idea of you know the differences uh, between the two in terms of the definition. So now let's look at how all of these uh, work together. How are they all integrated, right? Um, because we've just noted that they're different, um, but how do they work together? So let's start. 
uh, I guess, Sam, if you want to kind of give your explanation of uh, from a drill down perspective, starting with inbound marketing to content to SEO, who's involved, um, what departments, what, um, you know, what skill sets are needed to execute all three of those? And do you need all three of those? Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah. So like we said, it's a, you know, inbound is a philosophy, right? So there's a lot of uh, tactical execution of things that has to happen to make inbound work. Um, so uh, essentially, I think it, it really uh, it, it, at the center of it all, right? Like you said, it's buyer centric, right? It's the customer as the center of it all, and what that means is really figuring out what do we need to do, uh, what do we know need to know about the persona or the customer, the ideal customer profile, and what are their pain points, uh, what really keeps them at night, and what information are they trying to gather to do their job better, and how can we provide the best value and help in their day to day life, right? Whether they are uh, an engineer that's trying to design a product or a a production manager who's trying to make the process efficient or organizational leadership that's trying to figure out how to you know move forward right grow and scale the organization there's all kinds of things that all these organizations that that are trying to do every day understand who's the ideal customer profile who's the buyer persona within that organization and then figuring out what their pain points are and thinking of ways to help them right that helping part is really it comes down to the information that you provide and that information can can come out in so many different formats. And that's essentially where I think content marketing is the solution for it. Absolutely. Uh, and I think in terms of those skill sets, right? So as you mentioned, inbound marketing is the top level. I think someone who oversees inbound marketing approaches, you know, probably your CMO, your VP, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, when you get into content marketing, these are the people that should be the creatives that are writing copy, right? So we almost look at this as like an internal journalist that is going to be sitting down and meeting with your internal subject matter experts, providing, you know, developing an editorial calendar and content calendar, um, doing you know, those interviews, as I mentioned, and then uh, turning that content into, you know, written content. You may even have another skill set um, where somebody is, you know, making video content or audio content for podcasts, something along those lines. So that's that internal tactic within that department. Um, I think I don't think that the VP or the CMO or whoever's overseeing your overarching inbound marketing strategy and developing metrics around you know lead generation and pipeline velocity and ROI. I, I don't think that person is the same person that's doing your content marketing or SEO, but they should understand uh, what goes into that, right? And they put mm -hmm. the right people in the right seat to uh, to do that job. So you drill that down into um, content marketing, 
And then there's another skill set revolving around SEO. And right, sometimes this is the same person uh, at a lot of companies. The person writing the content is the SEO person. But again, more and more, especially as these algorithms get more advanced, I think it's different. I think it's a different skill set and typically a different person because that SEO person, as we described earlier, is really focused on increasing the visibility of the content, right? So someone needs to be able to create the content and then someone needs to maximize that visibility of the content. Uh, There's so much that goes into uh, organizing and optimizing your website uh, from an SEO standpoint of what search engines are looking for, technical components of the website uh, requires, you know, some develop developmental skills, whether those are developers themselves or just something that the, the SEO person has capability to do. Then there's the on-page optimization of uh, actually making sure that content that's being written has a proper, you know, keyword, uh, you know, insertion, has a proper internal linking structure uh, to other related articles that's also going to provide a good user experience, but also pass that authority and link juice throughout the website. We have a, you know, authority um, of the website and credibility of the website that we have to, um, you know, look at and consider, especially around, um, you know, those backlinks from high quality websites. That could be a whole another team that's just doing PR and outreach and those type of things. So to me, that's why I think those are two different skill sets or teams um, that all roll up into inbound marketing and they certainly work together, right? When you look at developing a content calendar, editorial calendar, I think uh, the SEO department needs to consult with the content department and vice versa because uh, you want to write content that is again buyer centric that is questions your your buyers are going to be asking that is uh, ultimately going to lead them to want to do business with you but you also have to consider search volumes and search trends and what you know competition is doing a level of uh, difficulty it's going to be to rank for that particular keyword how in depth do we need to go in that topic in terms of how many words do we need to write um, what other related topics and articles do we already have on our website that we may be competing and cannibalizing against our own website? Maybe we need to add on to that. So all of that is kind of needs to be understood by the SEO department. So those, those two things definitely work hand in hand, content marketing and SEO. Um, but I, I think it's two different skill sets in two different departments. So uh, that's what I would say in terms of how that would be structured internally. Every organization is going to be a little bit different, but well, the biggest, the biggest, uh, issue that I see is uh, conflating all of these and confusing them and trying to put them all together and say, hey, this is one person who's going to manage our our inbound marketing, SEO, content marketing strategy, right? We just have a one marketing generalist. Um, and it's too much, too much work for one person to really understand and be able to accomplish. Yeah. And I think we went to even more uh, detail in a couple of episodes before we talked about the organizational um, kind of organization structure or the team structure. Right. For that it takes marketing. just to create the content. Right? Exactly. So, and and I think the way that we've designed content marketing was creation and promotion of content. So, it's uh, if, if you just look at it from that perspective alone, uh, you had to have a person that's really focused on the creation aspect of it. And uh, like we defined, the content is no longer just written form. You have audio, video, images, and all sorts of other ways of uh, um, you know displaying it, right? And right. then the promotion yeah, the SEO is, is just one promotional channel. Exactly. So you have so many different ways of actually getting that content and distribution is where I think most companies do struggle because they create content, but they can't get, you know, get enough visibility for it that they give up on it. They're saying, hey, content marketing doesn't work, which goes back to what we were talking about, the philosophy aspect of it, because the leadership has to buy into this whole concept and understand that there's a time commitment, there's a resource commitment, right? There's 
Um, both of those have to be invested um, to, to actually see results. And especially the time is an important factor because it does take long time to see results from all of these efforts that we're defined, you know, describing here. And if the leadership hasn't bought into that, they have a short-term goal of, hey, I want to hit, you know, I want to fill out our pipeline. We need to hit our, uh, our revenue goal for the quarter. They tried content marketing for three months and they're like, hey, this didn't work. Let's give up. Let's go back to our old way of doing things. So that I think is, you know, at the center of it all is really the organization understanding how this all works and then willing to be patient and trust the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if you were to look at that and you say, how do I implement this into my organization? I think you have to start, as you mentioned, at the top down. Um, look, you know, have everybody almost in a, a meeting or a workshop and say, hey, this is a shift we want that we need to make. Here's what's going to happen. Then you need to start hiring and putting the right people in the right, you know, positions, right? Right people, right seat. Um, whether that's agency relationships, whether that's internally the people you need to hire. Um, and then you need to look at it in terms of how do we, I think, again, the first two departments that are going to be impacted is the sales and marketing, right? So how do we build sales and marketing alignment? Do we look at, you know, um, a revenue organization um, versus, you know, sales and then marketing, right? Do we have a revenue team, if you will, that sales and marketing both roll up into? Uh, and then kind of figuring out what that process is. And I think if you go back to that podcast we created, as you mentioned, about the content creation process and the skill sets that are required to create the content, I think that's going to be a, a great place to start. So there's a lot of work involved uh, and we're not, you know, we're not uh, making this podcast to scare anybody, but I think companies and organizations need to be realistic with uh, their expectations uh, rather than, you know, having just this one buzzword of, oh, we do inbound marketing or we do content marketing or we do SEO because, again, we write blog posts. Uh, it's much more involved than that. If it was that easy, you know, everyone would be, you know, number one in their industry online. So uh, I think really, really looking yourself in the mirror and, and defining what you need to accomplish and what it's going to take to get there is that first step. And as you mentioned, that's a full organizational change. So Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, hopefully you gained some sort of knowledge um, or, you know, we helped you define what this might look like for your organization, your company. Uh, if you did, please uh, like the podcast, subscribe to listen to future episodes and uh, share it with a friend or a colleague who uh, needs to, to hear that this message. So uh, appreciate it and uh, come back next week. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.